Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Urbandale, Iowa. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. Most of the time when I come up here to preach, we're looking at the specific details of one or two or three verses. And when you get all consumed in the details, you often don't step back to see the bigger picture. You just are consumed with what's in front of you. But when we step back from the details of this particular passage and look at Luke from a broader perspective, we find that everything Jesus did in the three years of his ministry on earth was to get his disciples to the place where they would become active, primary participants in his overall mission. You say, oh, everything he did was to prepare for the cross and the resurrection. Absolutely. But all of that was part of getting those disciples and the ones who would come after them to the place where they could become active, primary participants in the overall mission of Jesus. It started way back when Jesus was doing ministry alone. When we started in the Gospel of Luke, we saw some times when Jesus had no disciples. He was all by himself, and he would go into the synagogue and teach, and he would do a miracle or two, and those were things he did by himself. I tell you this morning that those things he did were preparatory to his calling the 12 men who became his disciples and ultimately were called apostles. You know, one of the things that I find interesting is I've been asked so many times when we get to those passages where Jesus kind of walks up to somebody and says, hey, Matthew, uh, come follow me. And Matthew just drops everything and says, okay, and he follows Jesus. And I've been asked so many times, how, how does that happen? Why did that happen? As though that's all there was to it. You see, you're down in that one little detail. But when you back up, you start to see that these men he called had experienced him in one form or another. Peter, James, John, they had heard some of his teaching before he ever called them. They had seen some of his works before he ever called them. Matthew, who just dropped his tax thing there, he was in that town where they, Jesus healed several people. He knew about Jesus. He, Jesus did not call his disciples from a vacuum, okay? And it's important for us to recognize that as Jesus was ministering alone, the things that he was doing were ultimately coming to that place to prepare these men to follow him. And when they did... We find that Jesus poured into those 12 men kingdom truths that would transform their thinking, and he demonstrated kingdom power that would build their confidence and trust in him as the Messiah of God. Now, when we get to the passage we're looking at today, we don't get to the end of their training. We don't get to the the, the end of everything that's going on. There's certainly more to come. But the point that I want to get across right now is that all that Jesus did with and to the disciples up to the point of where we're looking at Luke today was to get them to this day when they would get their first taste of being sent to proclaim the kingdom of God and to demonstrate its power. So when I see what Jesus' purpose was for the disciples to transform their lives so that they would be prepared to be sent into the world to represent the kingdom of God. When I understand that, and then I consider the great commission that he ultimately gave them, go and make disciples of all nations, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, I discover 
But the purpose of discipleship is to prepare Christ followers to be sent into the mission. It's to prepare Christ followers to be sent into the mission field of family, of community, of the workplace, or even another culture for the express purpose of proclaiming the message of the kingdom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we come to this passage, Luke 9, 1 through 9, what we see there is the initial test run of the sending of the disciples into the mission field of those who are lost, oppressed, blind, and poor. So, I say it like this in summary. Everything up to this point was to get to this point. And it's important we understand that. Now with that said, I caution us not to overlook the fact that this sending of the disciples was a signal that they had arrived. It was not a signal that they had arrived. Instead, the sending of the disciples here was part of the discipleship process to prepare them for what was yet to come. And part of that preparation was to learn to rely on Jesus for all things spiritual that they would need to carry out the mission. There are two things that the disciples needed in order to be sent and to be successful. And and these are spiritual resources. They needed power and they needed authority. They could not have done their mission apart from power and authority. The the words, when you look at what Luke actually wrote with his own pen, uh, the word power there behind that is a word that talks about energy, the, the, the force that is needed to make something happen. And then when you look at the word behind authority, it has to do with the right to do it. And it's one thing to have power to do something, but if you don't have the right to do it, you may very well be stuck on the sideline. So what you need when you're going to go out is you need the power to make it happen, but you also need to have the authority, the right to actually make it happen. So the question is, why did the disciples need divine power and authority? Why could they not just do this in their natural persons? And the answer comes back because the mission they were about to undertake was spiritual, not fleshly. What was Jesus sending them into? Jesus was sending them to release people from the oppression and the possession of demon spirits. How many of you think that you have the power and authority just to go marching in and deliver somebody from demon oppression or demon possession? They didn't have that. They needed it. Jesus was sending them out to restore health to those who were oppressed with disease. And while disease uh, may be physical, the root of all disease is the sin curse. And so even disease comes back to be a spiritual problem. Jesus was sending them out to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom, which destroys the spiritual works of darkness to bring life and light of God to hungry souls. And so truth point number one, number two explains to us why they needed this power and authority. Truth point number two comes from Paul's letter to the Ephesian believers. And it comes from Ephesians 6.12, and this is what it says. 
We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Let me stop. Do you understand that? Do you understand that the struggle that we have in this world as it relates to being representatives of Jesus Christ and the kingdom is, is, is not about doing battle with people? I don't know that we do understand that because so often that's where we're fighting. We're fighting with people. Well, Pastor Mike, they don't like me. Pastor Mike, they stand against me. Pastor Mike, they're passing laws that keep me from doing X, Y, and Z. True. But who do you think is behind all that? That's not being done on their own. That's being done through the influence of the evil one. And so Paul says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. Notice and fill it in. Against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Jesus possessed the power and authority needed, and the disciples needed to learn to rely on his faithfulness. His faithfulness that when that power and authority would be needed in their ministry as they went solo, that it would at that moment flow from him through them. They needed to understand that he is faithful and that he would not leave them out there without the resources they needed. And so the disciples needed to rely on Jesus for the spiritual resources needed. But we also find that Jesus wanted them to learn to rely on him for the physical resources as well. We note in his words in this passage that he charged them to travel light. Basically, he was telling them that you take the clothes on your back and the shoes on your feet, and that's all you take, and everything else that you will need, and you will need some things, are going to flow from God, and they will be given to you through those you minister to. And that's what he was calling on them to do. Kind of reminds me of, of God's call to Abraham. Remember that? When God called Abraham to be a follower and to begin to trust him and to, uh, to rely on him. He told Abram to pack up his belongings. He told him to gather his family, gather all your servants, gather your livestock. And Abram, what I want you to do is I want you just to start going. I've got a place I want you to go, but I'm not telling you where that is. I'm just asking you to take all this and get walking. Okay, God, fine, I'll do that. Now, do I go north? Do I go south? Do I go east? Do I go west? No, no, you don't understand, Abram. I'm saying just gather all that up and start walking, and I'll guide you as you walk. Oh, I understand that, God, but which direction am I supposed to go? I don't want to go in the wrong direction. So many people are concerned about doing wrong. Oh, I might make this choice or that choice. It might be wrong. Hey, when God calls you and sometimes doesn't give you all of the details, he simply says, trust me, start moving, start walking, I'll guide you. And that's what he did to Abraham. And when we look at that, I think we all must agree that it takes faith. It takes faith to do something like that. I don't think I have that kind of faith. Not right now. I haven't matured enough. But no less of faith would be needed as the disciples set out to minister with no self-provided provisions. Now, I want to be clear this morning that this passage is not telling us that it is wrong to plan ahead. Because remember, this is descriptive, not prescriptive. 
It's not wrong to plan ahead, and it is not wrong to ensure that you have the resources you need before you engage a project. The passage is not telling us that. In fact, when we eventually, someday, get to Luke 22, we'll find verse 36, and we'll find there Jesus actually telling the disciples to make provisions in advance and take the provisions with you. So this is not something that we have to think, well, this is what we have to do now. No, we cannot say that ministry austerity is the will of God for his people when they serve them. But what we can say is this, truth point number three, that it is too easy to become over-focused on what we think we need, chasing fleshly provisions rather than spiritual outcomes. Let's leave that on the screen for a moment. I want you to think about that. It's not wrong to plan ahead. It's not wrong to gather what you need and take it. But there's a warning that we need to accept here this morning. There's a warning that it is just all too easy in trying to make the preparations that we think we have to have that we can get so focused, over-focused on that, that we are just chasing fleshly provisions and we forget that it's not about those provisions, it's about the spiritual outcomes that God wants to use us uh, to bring about. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.